Hello. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to November. I bet you thought I was going to say welcome back to the Nobody Asked for This podcast. But no, welcome back to November. It is when I'm recording this, it is November 1st, which means we are in the last two months of 2023. Excuse me. Um, how has this year been? Let me think. I'm sipping a coffee from a Shell gas station. That's not a joke. It's from Delhi Cafe, but it's spelled as one word by Shell. It says, start your morning with Shell. It's actually not that bad. And honestly, like, kind of like the cup design, pretty good. They had like some a couple different syrup options. I you know what? I think I when I am old, you know, and maybe retired or close to retired, I think I would like to run a 7-Eleven because I like spending time in a 7-Eleven. I think that would be good for me to just sort of you know, fill my days. I really think the the thing that draws me to a gas station is the do it yourself sort of method. It's also why I enjoy a Menchie's, the frozen yogurt shop where you go and do your own frozen yogurt and then have the toppings all out. I think I like, I think I like that. I remember the first time I walked into a gas station and you got to like make your own hot chocolate. You would think it's like, okay, wait, why do it when I could have someone else do it for me? But I like it. I like having all the cups there, all the options. You know, 7-Eleven, you can go in, you can get um, you know, a phone charger, you can get a, a piece of pizza, you can get a coffee, and you can be on your way. Now, I might have talked about this last week, but I did go into a 7-Eleven. No, this was Thursday. I did, couldn't have talked about it last week, but I went into a 7-Eleven the other day. I got a coffee. I got a bottle of hand sanitizer. I got something else. What did I get? Oh, a pack of gum. And um, I think a water. Or something like that. Like four things. And I think I went in for the gum, but of course, knowing me, I just grab everything. Which is why I think I need to start start spending more time in dollar stores. Because I have this thing where when I'm in a store, I go for one thing and then I just start grabbing stuff. It's just like willy-nilly. I'm like, oh, I need this, I need this, I need this. And then I get to the register and it's like $50. So I think I need to just go to the dollar store where, in theory, everything is $1 when really it's like closer to 4 But that's okay. We won't talk about that. Inflation. Um, but yes, so I bring all my stuff to the register. I put in my points coupon thing because I am a, not to brag, I am a rewards member. Um, if you heard that noise, that was just my phone stand falling down. I have a car, I'm in the car, obviously, duh. I'm not in my beanbag chair. I'll probably finish this episode on the beanbag chair. So if you're missing the beanbag chair acoustics, don't worry, they're coming. I'm in the car this time. And I have my, like, phone stand that, for whatever reason, every maybe three or four months or so, decides that it doesn't want to stick to the windshield anymore and just plops down while I'm on the freeway. And I'm like, well... I don't know what to do with that. Because if I pick up my phone, it's illegal. But if I leave my phone there, just in front of me on the dashboard, I believe it's also illegal. So it's like kind of, a, we're in a trap. We're caught in a trap. Who can walk out? Um, but anyway, 
I get up to the register. I import. I input my phone number um, to the Seven Eleven reward program thing, and my purchases were twenty four dollars. I was like, "What?" <laughs> I was like, "Huh? Twenty four? As in one dollar less than twenty five, which is essentially a quarter of a hundred dollars for what? Some not great tasting coffee." Luckily, I was blessed with poor taste that will actually be the name of this episode so good to know i have i have that settled that could be honestly one of the most stressful parts about this whole thing is i have to think of a name for each episode but yes i was blessed with poor taste so i can really drink the deli cafe by shell coffee or the 7-eleven coffee or like anything with like a pre-mixed you know when you can go and you just click like the hot chocolate button and it's like I can do that and I think of like I'm like oh this is delicious but regardless I've started like four stories and I'm gonna finish one I'm determined um I did in fact go through with the 7-eleven purchase because and I think with my rewards I was able to redeem it so it only costed like 20 and or 21 dollars so really it was a steal um but yeah, that uh, that coffee was not bad. And I'll be honest, the only reason why I stepped into the Delhi Cafe, and there is, in fact, because I'm sure everyone was wondering, there is an accent, I believe, aigu on a um, on the coffee cup on the sleeve. So it's Delhi Cafe. But the only reason I stepped into such an establishment was because I remembered. Last time I was in there, I saw that they had pumpkin spice coffee crisp. Let me say that again. Pumpkin spice flavored coffee crisp. And I needed breakfast. But no, I last time I was in there, I bought, I got something. And then on my way out, I noticed that they had the, again, pumpkin spice flavored coffee crisp. And I was like, am I really going to go back to the register, like get back in line to buy pumpkin spice coffee crisp? And I thought about it. I really did. And then I, I left the store, but then I didn't stop thinking about it. And given that it's November 1st today, it's basically the first day of Christmas. So I needed to get it before it either expired or went away for a whole nother year. So on that note, Merry Christmas, everybody. I hope everyone had a great Halloween. For my costume, I dressed up as a giraffe. Not to brag. I did get it from Amazon. It was $50. And I honestly don't regret it as much as I should. My idea was, okay, let me just buy this $50 Amazon. Because this I, I, of course, started my planning for my Halloween costume um, the Saturday before. I think Thanksgiving was Tuesday. I, I started planning on Saturday. So I was like, oh, maybe Friday. I can give myself a bit more credit than that on Friday. So I was like, okay, listen, let me just order something from Jeff Bezos. And I hopefully will get a chance to go to the store. And then return the thing from Jeff Bezos. Because when my costume eventually did come, there were like four tags that was like, if this tag is removed, you cannot return. So I'm sure they've been, though that company has been burned by the November 1st return strategy before. So they're like, not again, not happening. We're going to put four tags, not one, four tags that say, you can't take this back. Good luck. Um, now, I'm going to be completely honest. Did I end up having time to go find a costume at maybe a thrift store, maybe Walmart? Um, yes, I did have time. Did I do it? No. 
Um, I had the best of intentions, but I just never, I can never get my, I can never peel myself off of a couch on the weekend to go do that. So I ended up being a giraffe, and I have to say, I am now committing to a life of no waistband. I really liked not having a belt. I really enjoyed essentially wearing my pajamas to work, and I think I'm going to do that more often. Something that I don't understand, and I'm going to be 100% honest, um, I recorded the first part of this episode, the last eight minutes that you've been listening, over 12 hours ago. So, just going to got to keep it real here. I, uh, I am now in the, the beanbag chair. That is really funny how, t- <clears throat> excuse me, how time works. Like, for you guys, it felt like nothing. And by you guys, I mean no one. I, I know no one listens to this. Trust me. I'm not like delusional. I see the stats. I see the numbers. It's not like how you're like, oh, you know, uh, nobody likes me or, you know, I don't, I don't have friends when like really you, like you kind of know that like you kind of do. No, 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 no. I see this is like factual. There's, there's statistics to this. I did take a statistics class about five years ago. No, 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 not five. No, five years ago. Was 2018 five years ago? That's nuts. Yikes. Anyway, what was I talking about? Oh, yeah, I recorded this. I recorded the start of this 12 hours ago. I'm now in my sweatpants in the big, big beam bag chair. Time is wild. However, that's not what I was going to talk about. What I was going to talk about something that relates to Halloween, which is, I don't understand fireworks. I don't get it. What is the point? What do people get out of it? I just feel like you're just shooting, you're shooting what, fire into the air? Like, and, and when I say I don't get fireworks, I mean this on two levels. I don't understand the science behind fireworks. But like, okay, whatever, I guess I don't have to understand science, but like, I don't understand the appeal what are you trying to accomplish with fireworks? Like, it's, it seems like a lot of work. It seems like if you are the person shooting off the firework, you can't really enjoy it because you're, like, so close to it. You kind of have to be, you know, yards and yards away. And in which case, do you, like, elect one person to, like, set off the fireworks and then everyone else drives, like, a block or two down the road to watch them? And how is that not anticlimactic? Also, when you go to buy fireworks, one, aren't they illegal? Like, is that not contraband? Two, even if you are able to find them, like, how do you know what you're getting? Because, like, you can't... Like, are are there different types of fireworks? Is it just, like, a crapshoot? I really need to... The first guest ever on this podcast will be a firework expert because I don't understand. And last and foremost, I don't know if that makes sense, the the top thing that I don't understand about fireworks is... Isn't it illegal? So, like, not only are you going to do something illegal, but I feel like most things that people do that are illegal, they try and do as quiet as possible. You know, it, like, happens in, like, back alleys or, like, you know, online, but, like, deep online. Whereas a firework, like, there's no way to do that where you don't get caught. Like, you're literally sending up a smoke signal of, like, come get me. 
here I am. And like, is that worth it? Do you want to be the person in prison when they're like, what are you in for? And you're like, oh, I set off a firework on Halloween. Or even worse, I set up a, higher, a firework three days before Halloween. I was hearing fireworks days ago. Also, why Halloween? Like, I just don't understand. I'm doing some Googling. What is the appeal of fireworks? Okay, let me Google. Are fireworks illegal? Fireworks can't be sold or used without a valid permit from the fire department as well as a federal fireworks operator certificate. Hmm. Okay. I feel like the only way to get a certificate is to be like a legit business. Hmm. Okay. Do not call 911 unless it's an emergency. Fair. You're supposed to call the bylaw officer. Hmm. I'm so confused. Do you just buy them online? Uh, Amazon? Basically, in my opinion, if you can't get it off Amazon, it's probably not worth buying. So, yeah. Anyway, I'm not really finding answers to these questions because they're, I think, too specific of questions. It's, like, more, like, opinion-based. But whatever. Um... Exciting news. I've already listened to Christmas music. Again, I'm coming to you on November 1st. And it's it's kind of a tradition within myself to start playing music on Halloween Eve. Or I guess not Halloween Eve, like October 30th, like the eve of Halloween. So like night, like once kind of trick-or-treating has winded down, which I unfortunately missed trick-or-treating this year. Not as a participant, but like as a candy giver, outerer, um, I was not. I was not home, so I did not get to hand out candy. Um, but that's okay. There's always next year. But what I did get to do was listen to Christmas music, and I'm proud to say I listened to maybe an hour or two of Christmas music already. I am so ready for next week when I can do this podcast with a gingerbread latte. Hopefully, fingers crossed, a gingerbread latte in my hand. I also would like, if the mermaid at Starbucks is listening, I would like them to bring back the um, the panini with the turkey and the stuffing. I'd very much prefer that. Because I've talked about this a couple times, but like I really think, I have not gotten 100% confirmation, but I really think the gingerbread latte is coming back. And I have been complaining about that being discontinued probably since the beginning of the Nobody Asked for this podcast. So to feel like my complaining and my whining, rather, really, if we're being honest, could have paid off is just so exciting to me. And I feel like I'm ready to start a revolution. Also, just um, a personal life update. I talked the last probably two episodes about the fact that I had a phone that was busted. I have a green line going down kind of the right side, like the middle to right side of my phone. And at this point, it's been there for so long that I'm just kind of used to it. And I'm happy to report that my screen time 
is down another 20%, down from the original 50% that it plummeted the first week that my phone got the green line. Now, I'm sure that that means that I'm just using other devices, like I'm just using my laptop more. Um, so I don't know that that means that my overall screen time in my entire existence of life is down. But um, again, I'm all about statistics. I took a stats class five years ago. So how is that possible that it was five years ago? Oh, okay. Okay, right. Okay, because I was thinking, how did I start? Because I took a stats class. I'm just going to, this honestly, I apologize. This episode's not going to be very good, but like, I don't care. If this is, well, no, I do care. But like, if this is your first episode, like if you haven't listened to the Nobody Asked for This podcast yet, and this is the first episode you're going to listen to, maybe pick a different one because I, I think I've done better work. But I just, I don't know what I'm supposed to do at 9.55 p.m. the day before an episode's going to come out. And I really, I really instruct force guidelines on myself. I've never missed a week. And I've also, there was only one week that I had to record it like the morning of. And the episode was out by like 9 a.m. Because something happened. Like I really, there was no way I could record. Like I think... It was the only way I could have recorded it was if I like went into my car at 10 o'clock at night. And as much as I enjoy being consistent, I just didn't have a death wish that day. Um, so it didn't happen. But every other week and that and what I'm talking about was over a year ago. So I have been extremely consistent. I started this this thought so long ago. I don't really remember what I was trying to go for. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. If you if you want to hear a good episode of the Nobody Asked This podcast, like pick another one. I wish I could I wish I could pick like four or five episodes and have them like pinned to the top. Because again, I live in fear that one, someone's gonna listen to this at all, but two, someone's gonna listen to like a bad episode, a lackluster episode such as this. So I really have to go back and, and kind of pick the good ones. I have to say it was exciting the first time a couple months ago when I went through all the episode titles and like I didn't remember a lot of them. I didn't I was like, "Oh, I don't remember naming an episode this." And I think this is a, I think that's a good sign. You know, I'm really I mean, I think this is like episode close to 75. Let me see. I can get that number for sure. That to be exact. Where is the nobody asked for this podcast? This is, yeah, oh, no, only 73. Ugh. Yikes. So low, so embarrassing. But I'll push onward. Oh, I saw something this week. I think this was also Thursday. Thursday was a big day. I got basically robbed at the gas station. I did something else, I can't remember. And then I did what I'm about to tell you, which was I saw the first sighting of one of my favorite holiday desserts. Now, this isn't necessarily a holiday dessert. You can get it year-round, but a certain establishment um, that starts with cost and ends with co, care, I'm not going to say which one, carries this type of dessert during the holiday season. And it is the Costco, I guess, Kirkland brand, Bless Kirkland, Nanaimo Bar. If you have not had the Costco Nanaimo bar, it is superior to all Nanaimo bars. The Nanaimo bar 
makes me feel lucky to be a Canadian and almost makes up for all the times that I tried to, you know, watch a video or open a website and be told that you had to be in the United States to view it. That has happened quite frequently. I'm sure anyone else who is existing and Canadian and has the access to the internet has had that same, you know, 404 error message pop up where you had to be like in the States to view the website. So then you're like, well, should I, you know, get a VPN, but you have to pay money for that. So what we get in return of that is we get the Nanamo bar. I believe the Nanamo bar is named after um, the city Nanaimo in the lovely province of British Columbia. But for anyone who doesn't know, and, and again, I know no one listens to this, like I'm just, I'm just kind of really playing pretend here, but a Nanamo bar is a three-layered sort of dessert bar. I don't believe you have to bake it. You might have to bake the crust, but the crust is like, <clears throat> it's like nuts, coconut, and I guess like a, like a, probably like chocolate graham crackers, or is it just like graham crackers and chocolate? What is the crust of a, it doesn't taste like graham crackers, of a Nanaimo, I can't spell Nanaimo bar, I can spell the word bar, um, yeah, like a chocolate wafer situation, nuts, and then coconut, so that's the, that's the crust, and then it goes into like a, um, like a custard, like a classic custard, and then a and then chocolate at the top, but it's like a thick layer of chocolate. Like when you bite into it, you hear like a from the chocolate, and it is it is perfect. And I don't believe they have them in many excuse me many other parts of the world. But I'm going to double check. Can you get Google? Really is the co-host of this podcast. Can you get Nanaimo bars in other countries? Oh, this is a plot twist. You might only be able to get them in BC. That's very interesting. Huh. Interesting. Also, shout out to the person that made the Nanamo bar because you really could have, you could have named it anything. You could have called it like, like let's say his name was Joe. It could have been like Joe's Bars. But he really took the, he or she or the group really took the opportunity to highlight the, their, their city, you know? Like I, I think if I made something that was as delicious as an enamel bar that I wanted to make me as rich as I'm sure the creator of the enamel bar is, I would want it to be named after me, not where I lived. <clears throat> also, can you become rich off of making a dessert that then becomes popular? Like is the person that invented chocolate chip cookies rich? Like can you patent... A recipe? Because really, like, you know, Mr. Mr. and Mrs. Nanaimo Bar, they thought of the recipe, but if everyone else is just making it, like, can you 
Ksu? I'm not even kidding here. Okay, wait. Can you patent? Which I would love to hold the patent one day. I don't know. I don't know in what form. I don't know for what idea. <clears throat> Can you patent a recipe? It is certainly possible to obtain a patent on a recipe or food item if there's a unique aspect, perhaps if there's something... Okay, so basically, if you do something wild, you can patent it. Huh. Wait one sec, okay. So I'm on... I just want to give everyone credit. I'm on trademarksandpatent.com. And forgive me if it's taking me a second to read through this because I actually can't see my screen because of the, you know, the green line that we talked about. Um, <clears throat> okay. Can you patent a recipe? This is actually really interesting. Okay. The food and beverage industry, yada, yada, yada. Just freaking tell me the answer. Um, we may see inventors struggling. Canadian, which we're going to talk about Canada here. Canadian patent law allows any machine, product, composition, or process to be patented. Food and recipes could be classified as a composition and are therefore considered to be patent patentable. However, this is not enough to qualify as a patentable subject matter. Here are three... Okay, so these are three questions that you must answer when considering whether or not your innovation is patentable. Is it novel? Is it the novel coronavirus? If your recipe is, de is delectable butter tarts, it may not be patentable as there may be several such versions available in the market. Okay, got it. So it has to be something, something new. It has to bring something new to the table. I always find that recipe names are hilarious because it's like my neighbor's best butter tarts or like Sally's favorite butter tarts. Or like the world's best butter tarts. It's like you can't just be saying that stuff. Like where's the facts? Where's the stats? Or it's like my neighbor's dog's recipes butter tarts from 10 years ago. Okay, anyway, so that's the one. Is It, it has to be novel. Is it non-obvious? For an invention to be patentable, it must be non-obvious. I love that. Non-obviousness states that the intention must be beyond the predictions of experts in the field. Okay. <clears throat> hmm. Chocolate dipped pickles. That's not obvious, but then it's also kind of obvious. Is your recipe useful? Okay, well, that's rude. Functionality or utility is an important aspect of any invention. The Canadian Patent Office will not clear applications that have no utility aspect to it. This is all too... It's all too vague. This is a terrible... Like, it must be so horrible to be a lawyer because you have to just argue stuff that, like, you could have also just stayed in bed that day. You know what I mean? Like, you have to find it in yourself to be like, no, I'm going to fight. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get up and, like, put on shoes today to fight that chocolate-dipped pickles are or aren't non-obvious. Like, that's, like, dedication to the craft. Okay. Consult with the patent... Okay, the last step is consult with the patent agency. That sounds expensive, so I'm not going to do that. But um, I still don't really understand. Okay, next question.
Who invented chocolate chip cookies? Because one, I want to shake their hand. And two, I want to know if they're rich. The original recipe was created in the late 1930s. That's nuts that in 1920 they didn't have chocolate chip cookies. By Ruth Wakefield, who famously ran the Toll House restaurant in Whitman, Massachusetts. Okay, this always gets me. Massachusetts. Okay, wait. I'm looking at it and it's making it worse. I'm looking at the word. Massachusetts. No. Boston, Massachusetts. No. Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Nope, that's even worse. One sec. I'm going to get Siri to help me out here. Do you know how, like, if you had asked me 30 seconds ago what state is Boston in, I could tell you and pronounce it perfectly. But now that I'm thinking about it, Massachusetts. I think that's better. Okay. Is Ruth Wakefield rich? I hope so. I assume she's passed. She passed in the 70s. She's best known as the inventor the first chocolate chip cookie. Okay, this is a plot twist. She was a dietitian. Well, I don't know about that. She, like, sabotaged everybody. She was a dietitian? Where's her Netflix special? The Toll House Inn. <clears throat> okay, I'm going to assume she owned an inn. And, like, maybe... Okay, okay. I've done very minimal research on this and have not fact-checked any of this. But I'm just going to guess. I'm going to fill in the blanks here. This Ruth lady, the wonderful Ruth, was it Whit- Whitfield? Is that her name? Whitman? No. Wakefield. Forgive me. She owned a owned a inn called the Toll House Inn. Okay, so this we know for sure. I'm gonna assume one day the plumbing was clogged. And she called the plumber person and said, hey, can you come on, come on in? Like, the, the, the plumbing needs help. And they said, oh, we're really sorry, Mrs. Wakefield. Like, we can't get there. We can't get there fast enough. Sorry. And she's like, well, what am I supposed to do? My entire motel smells like feces. And then she thought, okay, let me just go get a candle. And she went to the candle closet next to the linen closet, but not the same one as the linen closet, like the one next to it, like, or maybe across the way. And she looked and she realized that, no, I, I don't have any candles. Maybe her daughter was using them for like a school project or something. So she thought, crap, literally, what am I supposed to do with the smell of fecal matter in my motel? So she thought, you know what, let me make some shortbread. <clears throat> and then she got to the kitchen and she realized that she didn't have a loaf pan. I guess shortbread isn't bread. Okay, forget Forget I said shortbread. She wanted to make bread, and she realized she didn't have yeast. So she's like, okay, I'm going to make a cake. And she realized she didn't have a cake pan. So she thought, okay, I'm going to make these little, little, little versions of a cake on this sheet. Now, I don't know if it's saying she made, she invented the ideas of cookie, the idea of cookies in general, or just chocolate chip cookies. Let's say cookies existed. So she said, okay, I'm going to make cookies. And then... She was like, ugh, but I feel like, you know, these poor hotel guests deserve a little something extra because they're smelling, 
you know, the people staying in 13, sweet 13s fecal matter, because that's what the plumbing issue was. It's always sweet number 13. Look it up. Um, so she said, you know what, let me throw these, these chocolate chips. And really the rest was history. So I have no idea if that was the true story. Um, I'm going to say allegedly because I don't want to get sued, but I really feel like that could be it. And I, I will leave you all on a cliffhanger. I will check next. I will actually do some research. I promise. I really hope I don't forget. But I'll do some research and I'll come back to you next week with the full story of the chocolate chip cookie. See, no one can say that this podcast isn't something, you know? It's not great, but like, I just recited a fake story, potentially, uh, on the spot, a short story, creative story, persuasive essay, speech, arts, on the chocolate chip cookie innovation. And I honestly don't think that you can find that on any other podcast on the podcast app or the internet at large. So do what you want with that. Um, Thank you all for listening. If you like what you're hearing, you can go to podcastnobodyaskthis.podbean.com and you can listen to all of our episodes on there. You can see links to us on Spotify, not Apple Music, the Apple Podcasts, you know what I mean. Um, You can also listen to us, well, not listen to us, but you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Apparently, we still have a TikTok. I haven't done anything with that in over a year, but I think you can see the three TikToks that we've ever made. Um, I hope you all have a, again, all, this is a very strong word. I hope you all none have a splendid weekend. Thank you for listening. And long live the chocolate chip cookie.